0: Eat a Desk for Dinner, by Jack Fitzpatrick as Taxi Handball. As of late, I've realised a few things about the world. Nothing groundbreaking, nothing you haven't already read about in a self-help book for those people that eat kale and green, drink green juice, or for those of us who just have really serious issues. Nothing that you wouldn't have seen in the juicy comments of a serial killer unpacking YouTube video or an influencer confesses how for all this time they've been suffering with depression. Merely just a few things in life that I've realised. The first is, I'd honestly eat a metal desk for dinner. Just as long as when I ate it, it would keep me thin. I've tried everything possible to have a better relationship with food. Everything. I've not eaten. I've eaten the fridge. I've eaten the fridge and thrown it up. I've eaten in moderation, which is what everyone said would work, but then I ate moderation in moderation of the things I loved because I loved eating, and then I just got fat again. I tried eating salads for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then life literally faded to black and white as if I was in a 1950s film. I've even tried not to eat any refined sugars. I tried doing more exercises, an hour at the gym every day, cutting dairy out all but mostly. And quite literally, nothing happened. My body did not change. How I was feeling did not change. Every time I looked in the mirror, I was a stranger who I'm forced to reconcile with somehow, despite how revolting he may look. Alongside this, work seemed to be going well. My personal life seemed to be going well. Everything was falling into order in this capacity to the point where I almost felt like I had nothing to complain about. So when people would say things like, I'm really anxious right now, he gave me three days to write 2,500 words, or work has been putting so much pressure on me, my skin is breaking out, or I've not had sex in three months, I've been working that hard. I knew that despite what I looked like, I was actually sort of almost nearly happy with myself. And then it hit me. I did have something to complain about. A reality hit hard. A short glass ceiling reality broke my doors and made me realise something. I'm just not special. At all. I become boring and happy and that was not special. I became immersed in this victim blaming yet completely real reality that I just do not stand taller than the rest. I have no better stories than the rest. I have nothing that I can contribute to this world that has not already been seen or done before. There is not a word I can create or a sentence I can speak, a poem I can write, a film I can make, an achievement I can get or a distance I can run that has not already been done before. Now this unbelievable cave-dwindling reality that I am average, sort of depressing, but true. I do not stand, I am not special. So really, all that stuff you were force-fed by your parents, grandma, auntie, uncle, primary teacher called Miss Brown, about how you did well you did in your times tables test, English essay or clay model of a politician art project was complete and utter bullshit. They'd already repeated a million times over and you were merely another one. He displays organisation skills ahead of his years He's an old soul with the vocabulary of an 80-year-old already. He's a wildly creative spirit who would likely go out and achieve amazing things in this world. You're special. You're smarter. You're taller. You're prettier. You've got better cheekbones. You've got a better ass. You've got a better body. You've got the most amount of Instagram followers. It's all horseshit, lip service, greeting card, friendly but shit, merit certificate, thick piece of paper, gloss magazine, fuckery, all of it. Some of us stand above for some godforsaken reason nobody knows about. And we hold them up. At least that's what we're told to do. So we buy their appalling, cheap, tacky clothes and dress like them and try to act like them in an effort to try and replicate their success. Without ever realising that there is already one of that particular person and the world doesn't need another, so why are you doing what you're doing? And deep down you know that, but you're too insecure to let the world know of the real you. So you simply hide in someone else's character who's already acting as someone else's character. That is our role from the bottom. While in the bottom we all come up with roots and plans and ways to get to the top and stand out until we exist in a sea of a million other people also trying to stand out, craving and clawing for the ladder. But then within this is the idea that if nobody is special, then why does the word special even exist? Fact is, no single trait makes someone special, at all. No one is really special if we think about it. Just what we're conditioned to think about certain people that makes us think they are. And because we put think those certain things, those people think they're special. So they walk around like they're a head taller, just because you have some law degree bullshit that your parents gave hand jobs and trust fund money to the dean to keep them quiet about the fact that you're failing all your classes and nearly sexually assaulted someone. But that's okay, because money talks. And we all conform to a stereotype, as much as we try to escape it. We all exist in a particular pond, and that's where we sleep. There is comfort in knowing these depressive realities. It mocks, knocks us back down to shape. None of us, at all, are really that special. Despite the bit of gold that tells us we are, or the number of our Instagram followers, or the flatness of our body, or the colour of our hair, or the texture of our skin. None of it. None of us are special. And in that, there is freedom.